We come to the water today to rest from the journey, to heal, to be put back together. And this happens because of the power of Jesus Christ, who is our rest, who is our healing, who is the one who puts us back together. For he is the living water. And today we come. Let us pray together. O God, into your holy presence we come this morning with praise on our lips and in our hearts. We are praising you this day for you are our God and we are your people. We are praising you for your loving kindness, your mercy, your grace. We are praising you for you do not forget us even though we tend to live our lives far away from you. You do not reject us even though we seem to reject you daily, you do not stop loving us, even though in our minds we are sometimes not worthy of your love. And God, when we pause, even for just a moment, and ponder how wonderful you are to us, how much you provide for us, how you protect us and care for us, the only response is a heart full of gratitude and a mouth full of praise. And so we lift our voices together this morning in praise of you. God, we come here this day from many different places. Some of us, God, have wounds that need healing. Some of us have worlds that have fallen apart and need to be put back together. Some of us have lost our way and need to be brought home. God, we ask that this very morning, this very moment, that you will heal our wounds, unite what has been broken in our lives, and bring us home to you. God, we admit to you that There were those who crossed our paths this week that needed healing, and instead we inflicted harm. There were those whose lives were falling apart, and we neglected to notice. There were those who were lost and looking for home, and we did not show the way. Forgive us, God. Forgive us for not loving people the way you love people. Forgive us for being so caught up in our own lives that we neglected the needs of those right in front of us. And hear us this morning as we silently confess our sins to you. We pray in the name of the one who puts us back together. Jesus Christ. Amen. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hear the good news. Because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are cleansed from sin and invited into new life with God. 
Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, we ask your Holy Spirit to surround us, be within us, draw us together, and allow us to see what this psalm that we're looking at today has for us. We ask, dear Lord, to be shown the truth. And I pray most earnestly that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together will be acceptable to you, for you are our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. You know, it seems like we are living in a time, and this is not especially new, where we are in um, a period of theological fuzziness. People are not really into pristine theology. Whatever we experience or know to be true, we think we kind of incorporate that into a religious view and call it our own. And I have to admit, this church, I think, does have theological discernment. I really do. But the culture doesn't. I just read not too long ago in a poll that said that a a pretty high percentage of Americans actually believe in reincarnation, largely because of experiences that cannot be explained away. And we've all had experiences of deja vu, And we've had experiences where we have actually felt in some way, you know, I have been here before. I remember studying Hebrew in seminary and something happened to me that was so profound. I discovered that reading from right to left felt felt very, very, very natural, kind of like a familiar way of studying that I had lost And I thought, well, this is just because I'm left-handed. There isn't anything to this. But then there's something else that happened that I don't even know how to describe to you because it's basically had an effect on my entire ministry. I realized that it was the content of the language as well. And I've forgotten most of my Hebrew, but at the time it was like, oh, there are different ways to think about things. I have always known There are different ways of thinking about things, and this is too, too familiar. I'm lapsing into something previous. And as I said, I am not alone. We have our episodes, but is it reincarnation? Is it about a previous life? I am not willing to negate the work and love of the Savior, who made it possible to be whole with God in spite of our imperfections and our sin. Reincarnation religions have as their purpose perfectionism. You keep coming back until you get it right. Christianity doesn't have as its aim human perfectionism. It doesn't. People think it does, but Christianity does not have as its aim human perfectionism. Being human means we are flawed but created in such a way that we have the capacity to recognize that intertwined with our flaws is an incredible yearning for goodness, a yearning for righteousness, a yearning for things to be fair, a yearning for justice. That isn't us. That comes from God. Christ, who makes us complete. Believe in him 
And our need to be perfect wanes. It doesn't go away. That would kind of be a lie. We still have these needs. But the need to be perfect does wane. And our actions do matter. They really do. But only if they're driven by love. Rather than self-righteousness. So I've been thinking about reincarnation because a lot of people have mentioned it to me lately and because of experiences that are not theological that I've tried to deal with, knowing that there is something beyond, something mystical to experience, but it does not and it cannot cancel out the love of Christ. Then in our lectionary reading for the Psalm today, 137, after we looked at Psalm 91 last week, I feel kind of drawn to the Psalms again. There is satisfaction in this psalm in its uncovering of the spiritual reality that not only is there more than this time and place, but we as people actually need to know in order to get through our lives, embrace our lives, we need to know that there is more than this time and this place. We need awareness of beyond right here. And this is not about reincarnation but like that belief, it is about the other, knowing that with God awareness, the mystical beyond us allows us to be truly here and be truly present. Reality, we're not escaping reality, it's just that reality is so much bigger than we ever thought. And Psalms like this remind us that there are certain things that we will never figure out. We are not God. Certain things will never be figured out. And sometimes truth lies in poetry. Poetically, the psalm addresses a human condition of being aliens in a foreign land and aching and yearning to be home. A sense that I really do belong somewhere else. I belong to another time. I belong in another life. I belong in another country. But it's more than that. Worldly settings, worldly circumstances, situations will never give us the belonging that is our heart's desire. As the granddaughter of immigrants, belonging was an unspoken family theme all my life. They left Sweden and Norway because they didn't belong. And I think there was religious persecution involved. But guess what? We don't belong here either. All of my nieces and nephews live in other countries. They left. And I have watched and studied the effects of people thinking that there is something wrong with them because they don't feel like they belong in their own families. Our relatives, we're told we're supposed to belong to each other. But sometimes... We don't. And we have this culture that glorifies family. And I'm thinking of something in particular right now, and that is all of the videos that we have seen of veterans coming back from war and reuniting with their families. When you see a daddy dressed in fatigues and his little kid is in the classroom and they see each other, my heart breaks for that, and so does yours. There's something about that that is so heartwarming to see this reuniting of these people, the family. 
But yet if you talk to Sean Lee, who is a chaplain, he will tell you that the woundedness does not happen in the battle. It happens in the family when they come back expecting to belong in a way that a human organization, even one called the family, cannot give to us. So here's the psalm. By the river of Babylon we sat and wept. And they, the Jews, the people of Zion, were in captivity. When they remembered Zion, they remembered Jerusalem. And what was it they were remembering? They were remembering God. But they were possibly remembering being abandoned by God or feeling that way. Because what else is exile, really? Then I've been sent away. And then possibly they're remembering, oh, I have abandoned him. That potential was there. And then when they did remember Jerusalem, the time when they were not exiled, it almost made it worse because now they did not belong anywhere and they were aliens in a foreign land, out of step, singled out, not belonging. God placed in our heart an ache, an ache and a need to belong. But where we veer away and cause our own frustrations, is in trying to believe that we belong to anyone or anything other than God. The joy is in knowing and accepting and at grace-filled times relishing the gut knowledge that we belong to him. The only lasting memories and experiences we will have are our experiences with God, our connection with God, our God connections. Every true sense of belonging, all real belonging, has been our connection with God. And God is huge. We've been connected with him at times unaware that it is God that's making our life true and good and solid at this moment. We've learned something from our beloved Alzheimer's victims. When memory seems completely gone, like missing, an amazing thing happens. They, the Holy Spirit does not leave. The Lord's Prayer, it is known. Eternal truths do not leave. Hymns, immediately the response to hymns. One of the reasons we give our kids Bibles is that we know because of what we learned as kids, that every single verse you have memorized and committed to your soul, there are times throughout your life when you snatch those back and hang on to them for dear life. We are giving the kids more than a gift. They wanted to be entertained, the Babylonians. And the people of Zion must remember Jerusalem so that they would not throw away what is holy. In asking them to sing, the Babylonians were asking for the hearts of the captives. Remembering Jerusalem, these are the things of God, and they are holy. Verse 4 says, how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? And the answer is, we must. They had to sing, but not to entertain their captives, to keep worship alive. The act of worship is remembering, remembering God now and praising God now. 
even when we are oppressed and aliens in a foreign land. As God unfolds his grace in corporate worship, God says, I'm going to give you something where if you trust me and seek me, I will embrace and elevate you, but not in the eyes of the world. This is not prosperity as your divine right. This is no matter what you go through or how hard the journey might be, or even if you are truly victimized at time in your life, if you seek me for first, if you seek the mind of Christ, I will embrace and I will lift you up. I will elevate you. Unity will reside in worship. Unity will be in the worship. There is no greater belonging than the body of Christ coming together at this table. When true worship occurs, there is connection and belonging. Without the worship of God, it's just a club of nice people. The belonging, the Holy Spirit offers belonging in the sacrament, and we yearn for it. The belonging is greater than the here and now. It includes the great cloud of witnesses. It includes people 7,000 miles away from us in Kenya. It includes people we have never met yet. Come to the table and let us pray. Such a gift you have for us, Lord, such a gift. We ask, dear Lord, that you would allow us to see what the gift of the body of Christ is and let it come into our being. We thank you for what you have done in Christ Jesus, and we thank you for this place. And we thank you in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.